Thanks for checking out the SoCal Prep Insider In-Depth Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Scar. This podcast features athletes from around Southern California and highlights their journey into collegiate athletics. Today, I chatted with Chaminade linebacker Blake Anzalatis. The fearsome middle linebacker spent hours in the gym to turn himself into a premier defensive player, racking up over 100 tackles each year on varsity with the Eagles. He committed to Cal, but many in his camp thought he had SEC-level talent. Does that affect him at all? We address this and much more. Here we go. Welcome to the SoCal Prep Insider Recruiting Podcast. Sitting here with Cal linebacker Blake Anzalatis, new Cal linebacker Chaminade Sr. How you doing, man? Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. You're 6'2", 225. As like I mentioned, you're going to Cal. Just finished your senior year at Chaminade. We're going to talk about the offers you pulled in late in the recruiting process. But right before we jumped on, you said, you know, I wanted to commit. I wanted to get it over with. I committed early to Cal. What was that process like, and why Cal? I mean, I had a great relationship with all the coaches there, especially Coach Sermon. Uh, I really felt at home there, and I just felt, you know what, why bother? Uh, let's just get this thing over with. Uh, the, recruit, the recruiting process wasn't something that I really enjoyed. You know, it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of Twitter, and I don't know. I just like playing football. Yeah, that's interesting you bring that up because a lot of kids, they love that, right? They love the hype. They love the, the recruiting process. They like to feel like a celebrity. But to you, it's more about, you know, the, the football, getting on the field, showing what you can do. So what, where was the disconnect? Why didn't you like it so much? I mean, I don't know. I just didn't really like it. I felt like I just felt like Twitter was, Twitter was just all going through Twitter. It was all about clout. I mean, you see yeah. players get offers, and they're like, really? This guy got an offer from LSU, Oregon? Like, I don't, I don't see it on the film. And I just kind of felt it was more clout or hype-oriented. Uh, and uh, I just felt I just didn't want to – I just wanted to get it over with as soon as possible. Yeah. Now, some of the offers you picked up, maybe other guys that aren't playing as well, they're getting the offers like LSU, Georgia. But looking at your offer sheet, I mean, you were a darn good linebacker here. You finished you know, three seasons on varsity. Your offer sheet said, you know, Air Force, Colorado State. You know, I would have expected to see some of the big, big colleges. Did you ever feel like you were overlooked at a point? No, definitely. I mean, I put up my sophomore year 125 tackles, then junior year, senior, both 150-plus tackles each. And just saw like you know, I was producing on the field I was having highlights great games and you know other schools would just look past me I was like well this doesn't really make any sense yeah. so it, it's definitely something that I played with on my shoulder like it's a chip and it's still something I still do to this day you know when I'm even in the gym just working out you know you know some people don't think you're as good as you think you are so just gotta go out there and prove it now why Cal we talked about the official and you said you absolutely loved it but I'm sure there were a lot of other things that went into the process. So can you kind of walk me through what came up, why Cal, and, and your decision to commit? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been, I've always been big on academics. Um, you know, football's going to end someday, so it's, it's always good to have something to do after that. And, uh, I mean, Cal's no slouch in football. I mean, we made it to a road, uh, bowl game this year, and uh, we did well. I think def our defense was second in the nation in picks, and, you know, Pac-12 football, it's one of the highest levels of football, Power 5, and to match that with a number one public school in the country, it's, it's probably the best fit I could have asked for. Now, some of the other questions I want to ask you are, we're going to talk about Chaminade football and the schedule you guys played, but it seems like you brought up some interesting points, and one of the questions I had for you specifically was just to ask kind of about the star rankings, because everybody gets wrapped up in, you know, you were a three-star, right? And your play on the field, you, there's some discrepancy, I think, between the ranking and what you actually pr produced on the field. So... 
in the player community, all you guys, you know, you guys play together, you grow up together, you see each other on Twitter and you tweet back and forth. The star rankings, how much do they matter and how much do you think is just kind of fabricated? I think the star rankings are broken. I don't know where they're broken, but they're broken somewhere. I mean, you can tell me there are 34 inside linebackers that are better than me. I Personally, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I mean, I believe every time I step on the field that I'm the best linebacker. I mean, everyone's going to have their opinion. Everyone's going to have their say-so. But when I step on the field, that's how I feel. And, uh, I mean, it's just all really – I think it's just all based on clout, you know. You got to go to these camps. You got to do all this. You got to pay a bunch of money to go to these camps and show out against competition. But, I mean, I, I just don't really care for it. Now, kind of on that train, every school has a little, like, a hype cloud, right? Every school's got a Twitter account. There's a Barstool account. they got official football. they got fans, and everybody's on it. How important is it for you to just kind of tune that out and play ball? It's pretty easy, actually. I mean, I don't really care so much about hype and all that and all the, uh, like, social media, I guess you could say. I mean, I'm, just, I'm here to play football. I mean, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. I don't really care if I'm not on Twitter or if someone's blasting me on Twitter. It's irrelevant to me if you're not going to come up and say it to my face then it's kind of just irrelevant now you you pick cal because you thought you know 30 40 year plan down the road after football the academics right i'll I'll get into a career i'll work for a living but as a player what was their pitch to you how were they able to get you to become a golden bear i mean just really the relationship with coach sermon and coach deruder i mean coach sermon played played at university of oregon and then i think 10 plus years in the league for the tennessee titans and he knows what he's doing. He's been there. He knows how it feels. And I really like his coaching style. It reminds me a lot of a coach I used to have here at Chaminade and uh, Coach Kevin Davey. And he re- really reminded me of him. And he really was able to get to me really well and be able to slow things down and really get to me and teach me the little finer things in playing linebacker. And I think that's just really what sold it to me. Now, one of the things when you were talking about Cal and talking about them going to a bowl game, you almost slipped up and said the Rose Bowl. I almost did. So it sounds like maybe that's a goal for you, bring Cal back, bring Cal football back, because they've been down a little bit. I mean, they've had players go to the league, but it seems like you know the prestige has kind of gone through SC, it's gone through Oregon. How important would it be for you to bring Cal back on that national map? I mean, that's the most important thing. I did say Rose Bowl because I was kind of projecting the future and what's going to happen. I mean... We have the dudes. We have the defense. You know, just like we're just a couple key, couple key uh, players away, a couple key plays away from being in the Rose Bowl. I mean, we lost to UCLA, and I don't think anyone thought or even thinks that UCLA was a better team than Cal that year. And I mean, we just, we beat USC at home in the Coliseum, and that's big. That's hard to do. And uh, I think we have a chance to do it, and I just can't wait to hopefully play a part in that. So you continue to say we when you reference Cal. Now, you went on your official. What was the atmosphere like? Did you immediately feel like, you know, this is, this is home. This is a part of my family now. Did you feel connected to it? 100%. You know, my host, Evan Weaver, uh, who's All-American this year, he's killing it, 146 tackles, was my host. And he made me feel right at home. And all the other players did as well. And all the coaches did. And honestly, I got to saw the game. And I, was just, I just honestly just couldn't wait to be up there. Now, some schools don't have what Cal has. Cal has the advantage of having Memorial Stadium walking distance from campus, right? You can walk from your house, walk all the way up to the stadium. During game day, what was that like? What was the atmosphere like? It was crazy. We went, I went up for the uh, Stanford-Cal game. Oh, boy. Huge rivalry yeah. game. Stands were packed, and it was just crazy. I mean, every big hit, every touchdown, it was, it was just crazy. Uh, it, was not, it was electric. The atmosphere was incredible. 
Now let's bring it back down. Let's talk about Shamanov. We're sitting here in the locker room. You're not quite done, right? You got six months of school left. You're going to go up right. in June. Yep. You still got half of the senior year to go. But let's talk about that football season. You guys played a brutal schedule. Maybe the t- one of the toughest schedules in the country. I mean, you genuinely played every single tough team. And then your league was tough. Talked about playing Bosco before we hopped on the air. They looked really good. How do you feel like that brutal schedule this year helped prepare you for the next level? I mean, you're, the beautiful part is about Division One football and the Mission League is you're going to go against guys that are realistically going to start as true freshmen at their colleges. I mean, you could talk about Merlin Robertson at Sarah. Yeah. I've worked out with Merlin. I played against him two of my three years that I was here. He's Arizona State now. Arizona State, uh, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, just the guys, you're, the level you're playing against is ridiculous. I mean, I remember my freshman year watching Clil Tate just run all over <laughs> Chaminade, and it was just like, wow, like, this league's for real. And it just, when you come to college, you're just going against the same caliber guys. Now, I feel like you've kind of already answered this question, but Chaminade could easily drop down to Division Two, play a cupcake schedule, roll through it, go undefeated, and have, you know, be able to raise a trophy in Division Two or Division Three. But you guys don't. You play big-time Division One football. Why not play? Why not step down? Why not go undefeated? What, what's kind of the mentality? I mean, once you've, the underclassmen here will understand this as well, but Coach Croson's big thing and my big thing as well is to be the man, you got to beat the man. And sure, state state title in Division Two is it's great. It's an accomplishment, and it takes a lot of work to get there. But you're not playing the Boscos. You're not playing the modern days. So there's always people saying, you know, well, congrats on your Division Two, but go play Bosco, go play modern day. Right. Now, as a leader here, you're obviously we're the big leader on defense. You finished your career with 400 total tackles, like you mentioned this last year. You put up 100 tackles, consistently one of the best players here around the southern section. But the message here in the locker room, they can respect you out there, but when they come in here, you got to make sure everybody's on the same page, right? As a senior, a lot of that falls on your shoulders. So what were some of those messages during those tough games or at halftime when a team, they might be kicking your butt up and down the field, you know, damn, that team's a really good team. What's the message when you come back in here? I mean, you can never really give up. I mean, regardless of what the score is, you always got to come back from half thinking 0-0. Zero, zero. It's a new half. We can always win this half. Uh, you always just got to control what you control. Refs are throwing bad calls, bad plays happen, explosion coverage. Well, you can't change the pass. The only thing you can do is go forward. Uh, one time, one of our young corners, he let up a big play against Oaks game one. I was like, hey, I don't need any excuses from you on why that happened. I just need you to make up for it. And he responded really well. I mean, next play, Jeremy Zuniga got a pick. And that was he, he made up for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's exactly what I needed. Now, how much of that comes from Coach Croson? Coach Ed Croson, he's kind of a legend around here. He's been here for a little while. He's been kind of brought this program back from not exactly what you would think of as a marquee program, turning it into a place players want to come and play. So top down, what's the message that he establishes and you guys follow? I mean, one of his big, big things is uh, don't be a victim. I mean, don't always blame other people for your circumstance. Uh, if you know if you got a problem with something, go out and do something about it. Change it. I mean, don't sit there and complain and whine about it. That's one of the big things. And he's a great head coach, and there's no one I would have rather played for here. Do you feel like his message of "Don't be a victim" applied a little bit to you? Because you were a three-star linebacker, a good player, but maybe overlooked. You didn't get the offers you expected. Do you feel like he was able to keep it all in perspective for you? Hundred percent. I mean, at the end of the day, 50 offers is cool, but you can only go to one school. Yeah, right. So I mean. Yeah, I could have sit there and complained and wrote all over Twitter, like, why am I why I'm not a four-star like I should be, but what's that going to do? Just make me look like a prima donna. <laughs> yeah, you don't strike me as that kind of, kind of guy. <laughs> so in terms of support, Chaminade's got a really, really great system. The boosters seem to do a really good job. The alumni come back. You guys have beautiful facilities. What's it been like playing here, your four years of high school football, being able to play here? 
It's really great, actually. Uh, you know, the community really gets behind it. We have a great booster program. Shout out to them. Uh, coach, or uh, not coach, uh, brother Tom Fay, our principal. He's a great man. I love him to death. He's awesome. He really supports the football team. And, you know, the teachers really get it as well. You know, it's a great atmosphere. And it's, I'm glad I came here. Do you feel like Chaminade academically has challenged you enough to go to Cal? Because Berkeley's a big-time school. Oh, yeah. Cal, uh, Chaminade's no slouch in the classroom, that's for sure. Uh, it definitely takes a lot, but you also get a lot. I mean, I have teammates and really close friends of mine who are off at uh, you know, Stanford. You know, Michael Wilson, he was here last year, one of my close personal friends. He said, Chaminade prepares you so well with prep for college, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, Stanford's no slouch. Right, yeah. So, I mean, he's doing great there. and. I have a, for another friend, Jonah Lapel, up at Harvard, and he says it's, it's great. <laughs> There's some big schools. Yeah, and so I'm, I think I'm ready for it. So let's bring this back down to the field. We've spattered out some of your stats, but I wrote them down here. 427 total tackles, 12 and a half sacks. He had four picks, three touchdowns. So the stats speak for themselves. But what are some things that you didn't get to do, legacy you didn't build that you wish you did? I mean, every time I stepped on the field, I, I gave it my all. There was no game this year I think I could say that I didn't. Uh, there was a couple games last year where I, you know, got pulled out of halftime or third quarter, but that's just because we were crushing the team by 20, 30 points. And I, but I feel like I did everything I could have done. And I'm proud of the legacy I left here, and I can't wait for kids to try and follow and, you know, make their own path here and blaze their own trail. Now, as you're setting the example for the young guys, the underclassmen that are coming through, what are some things that you hope that they take from your game? You know, just be the meanest, baddest dude on the field. I mean, that's something I tried to emulate. Every time I stepped on the field, I, you know, I like to think, I like to, I like when the other opponent thinks I'm a little crazy. A little, a little bit of a Bill Romanowski lose. in there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Nothing dirty, but, you know, when you're coming to me one-on-one -on -one in the hole, and you're, you're going to feel it. And you're going to remember that, or hopefully not remember, <laughs> that uh, it was me that did that. What are some things that kind of gets you fired up, gets you in that state of mind to go out and hit somebody? I mean, there's nothing that really gets me in it. I just kind of always live in that. You just roll out of bed ready to hit somebody. Yeah, I just kind of roll out of bed with a bad attitude. And <laughs> just kind of comes out on the field more than usual. So how can you hype up Cal fans, knowing that they got a bad dude coming from Chaminade? He's going to step in, try to make an impact right away. What can you say to them? I can say that you're getting a football player that's going to give his all and try and do everything to get Cal back to the Rose Bowl and Pac-12 champions. Now, this kind of the theme of this interview a little bit is you were somehow overlooked, right? You had the offers, but not as many as you thought. Your star rating was noticeable, but not as high as it maybe should have been. Do you have any advice for kids? Maybe they're going overlooked. They're kind of an under-the-radar kid. What were some pieces of advice you can give to them? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Basically, I would just say forget about it. I mean, coaches are going to find the ballers. That's just that's their job. I mean, when their job's on the line, they don't really care about the stars. Yeah, it's a good indicator. And, yes, there are some five stars and four stars that are great. But, hey, you see how many three stars and two, parts, two, two stars make it to the league. Even most people with no stars. So just go out there and grind. Get on the field and make plays when you can. Yeah, one of the cliches is if you're good, you'll get noticed, right? And I think star ratings can be, can be a little lazy. It can be a crutch to lean on and say, well, that kid's good. Let me go offer him. Let me go see him. Mm. Was there anything extra you felt like you had to do to get noticed? I mean, the huddle footage obviously was up there. Chaminade's a national program. Did you feel like there was anything extra you had to do to just, I got to get in front of that coach, or I got to get my tape in front of, you know, this pair of eyes? I mean, when I was younger, I would say after my sophomore year going into my junior year, I went to a bunch of camps. Like, I went out east and, 
you know, I went out in front of them, but of course I was I was skinnier than they wanted. I was about 190 pounds back then, which is small for linebacker. And, you know, they just kind of shrugged me off. I was like, well, what can I do better? It's like, just grow. And I was like, well, thanks. But <laughs> can't really control that. Can't really control that. And thankfully, you know, puberty came. And, thank uh, God, as it does for everybody, thank does, God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, and it just kind of helped me along, and there we go. Now, after those camps between your sophomore, your junior year, did you hit the weight room a little extra hard? Did you focus a little more on nutrition? Was there more of that motivation to get bigger, get stronger? Uh, I've always been a gym rat. I've always been in the gym ever since I was in eighth grade. Coach Croson's always had to tell me to stop. He always called me a goldfish because goldfish are one of the only creatures out there that will literally eat until they burst. So his <laughs> biggest thing has been holding me back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, after my junior year, I started eating a lot more and just drinking protein shakes crazy because I just got so sick and tired of every coach coming out and being like, yeah, like, you play great. Like, I love everything about your film. Just 190 but, pounds. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, took that on chip and just got pissed. I was like, all right, well, you're never going to say that to me again. Would you, what would you tell a kid? Maybe he's a buck 80, buck 90, and he's trying to get bigger. Was there something specifically you did? Just eat more, hit the right room? What were, what were some processes of yours? Just grow. <laughs> Let it happen naturally. I mean, you. I know I was extremely impatient. I always wanted it now, but your body will naturally just grow. I mean, stay in the weight room, stay fast, stay flexible, and then. But naturally, your body will just, as you get older, will just happily grow. Now, as we're kind of winding this down, a couple final questions. We've talked about your goals for Cal. You know, mm -hmm. taking back to the Rose Bowl, put them back on the map. But off the field, what are some of you, what are the things you're most excited for? What are some goals that you hope to achieve in your next couple of years here at Cal? What, what's the mindset? I mean, football would be great. Go 11-2 and two or whatever it is. Go to a great bowl game. But what are some other goals for you right now? I mean, my goal is I want to be freshman in Pac-12 All-American. And right now that's the goal every time I hit the weight room, every time I do a workout, even when I'm stretching at night because I have to stay flexible and be able to move and cover. So that's, that's what's running through my mind is I want to be one of the best Pac-12 uh, linebackers, and if not just in the Pac-12 in the nation. What are some things you do off the field? You mentioned stretching at night, and obviously we've talked at length about your weight room. But what are some things that you do that maybe aren't structured, aren't regimented, coach isn't telling you to do? What are some things you just do on your own? I mean, I've when I was in uh, like seventh or eighth grade, I saved up all my graduation money that I got, and I bought like a little rack and a bar and some weights, and I put them in my garage. And just, you know, whenever I'm just kind of chilling on the couch, you know, just watching football, and I'll just be like, you know, maybe I'll just go get a quick 20, 30 minute workout. Nothing strenuous, maybe some bench, squat, just do something just to get it in. And I mean, I'm working out six days a week. I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday whether it's on the field or in the weight room or on the track. just I feel like being the best is the goal for everything, and, I mean, second place isn't there, so why even bother trying to do something if you're not going for it? Now, as we finish this, my final question to you is, is you're leaving Chaminade, right? You've gone from a 14-year-old puny kid to an 18-year-old man who's going to go play big-time college football. What are some thoughts and final reflections about Chaminade? Uh, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity they've given me. I mean, in the classroom and out on the field. Uh, I really love it here, and my little brother's coming up. He's a freshman right now. He's playing football. He's in the weight room right now, actually. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I can't. I'm excited to see what he does, and you know, I just truly love it here. Blake, thanks for sitting down with me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.